0: Two weeks, Saturday the 24th and then Sunday the 25th, we got this preacher, man, Eugene May, coming from Tampa. He was here, uh, I think, in January of this year. Um, it wasn't too long ago. Guys, if you can make it, come out and you will be blessed. I promise you. I know, you know, Saturday nights, it's family time, but whatever, that's your time to recuperate. If you can make it, I, I assure you, I promise you, you will be blessed. Uh, this guy's super anointed, and if, if you need a word of encouragement, a word of guidance, um, you want to be here for this. I, I know it's you know, it's, it's kind of crazy, you know, Saturday night and then Sunday morning, but if you can do it, I assure you, you'll be blessed. So think about it and invite some folks, man. Um, so Philippians chapter 1, verses 1 through 6, we're going to talk a little bit about Paul the Apostle's letter to the Philippian church. The Apostle Paul, at the time of his writing this, he was actually in prison, probably in Rome. Most people think he was in Rome on house arrest. But what's interesting, which really needs to grab out to us, is this guy, he wasn't going through. I mean, if he had his choice, do you think he'd be in house arrest? You know, this guy was in prison but he reaches out to some folks that he loves, and he, he actually reaches out to them to uh, encourage them. Think about that. Going through a hard time. Maybe you're going through a hard time. You know, One of the best ways for you to have peace and joy, seriously, seriously, th- this is biblical right here, man. One of the best ways for you to have peace and joy is to kind of focus on other folks. To kind of focus on the most high God. Get your eyes off of yourself a little bit. And I'm not doubting that you're not going through a serious hard time. I'm sure you're going through some difficult situations. But I'm saying that there's peace, there's joy by focusing on God. So we got to stay in our prayer closet. Um, we need to pray for others and we need, to, we need to try and reach out there and be there for other people. Does that make sense this morning? It's kind of counterintuitive. I mean, it kind of, it kind of sounds weird. When, when when my world's falling apart, or when my world is not how I think it should be, um, you're telling me, preacher man, that I should uh, be there for somebody else. Yeah, yeah, man. That's how God has set it up, and it, and you will be blessed. I, I've done it. I've done, I've done it both ways, man. And there's something to be said about being so self-centered because you're going through a hard time that you can't think about anything else. It it doesn't seem to produce any fruit, man. But if I get my eyes on the Lord, if I get my eyes on the Messiah, God, I can have peace and I can have joy. And one of the most amazing things you can do, seriously, is try and reach out there to somebody else that's going through something. Amen? Amen? True statement. And that's what the Apostle Paul's doing. Dude's in prison. He's on house arrest. And he sends off this letter to some guys that he loves dearly. He wants to say thank you, and he wants to encourage them. That's where we're at. That's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, Philippians 1, verses 1 and 2. Um, well, let me, just, let me just read our text for today first. Let me go ahead and do that. It's about six verses. Maybe we'll get through it all. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, with the overseers, Deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God in all my remembrances of you, always in every prayer of mine for you, all making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, Thank you, Father, that uh, your will is going to be done in this service. We repent of all our wrongdoings, Lord. Father God, thank you so much for just being so good and patient and merciful to us, Lord. Thank you that we will truly focus on your goodness, no matter what we're going through, Lord. Thank you that you will guide, lead, and direct us, and what needs to be said will be said. And we will hear and learn, ascertain, and be obedient to what you tell us. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' wonderful, precious name we pray. And everybody in the church said, Amen. Amen. Give them some praise, do right Anywho, God is good. Now, we're, we're going to go through this, man, verse by verse. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi with the overseers and deacons. Now, you know, the Paul, Paul, Paul the apostle, as we know him, um, he could have said, Paul, an apostle of God. He, 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 uh, he could, That's his prerogative. He could have done that. He's done that. But as he's talking to the Philippian church, um, this church that he dearly loves, that he wants to bring encouragement to, he chooses to say, Paul and Timothy, he brings Timothy in on this, as in to say, you know, I'm not doing this all alone. I'm, I'm not doing this all alone. Matter of fact, Philippians, that's one of the things I want to talk to you about it's about how you've been there for me. You know, how you've you've cared not just for my financial needs, but for my, my well-being, and you care about the ministry that that we're doing, that you've been partnering with me. Not it's not that I'm in the trenches all alone, or it's not that I'm in the trenches with you, but you guys have been in the trenches with me through all of this. This is the Philippian church is the first church that Paul set up um in Europe. Very special place in his heart, and you can go back and do your research on that. But Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, Paul, the apostle, he says, I'm a servant of the most high God. And that's what we've been called to do, man. You know, sometimes we forget about that. I forget about that, you know, but this is what you've all been called to be. If you've accepted, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you haven't done that, well, then this, this doesn't matter. You know, But you do need to accept Jesus Christ. You absolutely do need to do that. It's the best decision you'll ever make. You'll never regret it. And yeah, I know that sometimes church people will hurt you. Sometimes church people will make you mad. But I'm not talking about church people. I'm talking about a relationship with the Most High God. A loving relationship. He loves us with an undying love. And he says, I don't want anyone to perish. So I don't know what anybody's going through. But don't let what somebody else said or or something that happened in your past keep you from having that relationship with the creator of the universe who loves you with the undying love. So I just want to throw that out there. But we are called to be servants of the Most High God, just like the Apostle Paul. Matter of fact, look at Matthew 20 and verse 26. It's right here on your bulletin. I believe it's on your monitor there. Check this out. This is Jesus Christ. It shall not be so among you Okay, you're not, as Christians, um, not as perfect, folks, but as people that love Jesus Christ, okay, we're different than the world. We're supposed to be different than the world. When the world looks at us, they see that we're we're different than them. You know what I mean? And we need to try and focus on not trying to fit in so much, you know, with the world, because not everybody in the world is going to dig you. You know, there is, you are different. Okay, and here's one of the ways that we're different. Okay, it's not about me, myself, and I. Not for Christians. Okay, and that's a lifelong process. I dig it. I understand it. I'm on the same journey that all of you guys are on, man. You know, more of God, less of myself. More of God, less of myself. Hopefully a little more each day. And if I take a step backwards, well, you know what? I'm going to try and make a step forward, and I can do all things through Christ. Can I get a witness? Well, give him some Praise. We've been called to be servants. Okay. And that, that'll go against anything that your, your own deceitful heart will tell you. That goes against certainly what the Hollywood or the television is going to tell you. But see, we're not man pleasers. We're God pleasers. You know what I mean? And, and I'm included in that. It's not about pleasing me, but here, here's, here's the, here's the, uh, inside info on that. Here's the skinny. You know, if, if, if I want, To be, if I want to be content in my world, it's about, if I want that contentment, it's about being a servant of the Lord. It really is. That's where you're going to find that contentment. You know, God's honest truth. You know it in your heart. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus. That's me and that's you. It shall not be so among you. Not for Christians, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant. Remember what Jesus Christ did at the Last Supper. You know, think about that. Let it pierce your heart. Let it resonate, man. That Jesus Christ, knowing full well that Judas was about to betray him, he washed his feet. And wouldn't that wouldn't that be another opportunity for Judas to kind of sit back and reflect and think, huh? Maybe this ain't the. Eh. That was another opportunity for Judas. I mean, God's will had to be done, but certainly Judas certainly had another opportunity to say nah, uh, I'm, as for me in my house, I'm, I'm just going to follow Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Um, but but anywho, he washed the disciples' feet. He washed Judas' feet. And at the end of it, he said, "Now look, I did, I did this for you. Now you do this for one another. Stop the fighting. Stop the bickering. Stop thinking, well, uh, certainly I'm Jesus' favorite, or or certainly I'm going to be the greatest when he comes into the. You know, it was like a whole of, uh. Muhammad Ali contest with the disciples all the time. I'm pretty. I'm the greatest. Nope. <laughs> Nobody got it. All guys, people said, I'm pretty. <laughs> hmm. I'm the greatest. They did, man. They're always fighting about that kind of thing. And we got to get in that mode, man. Paul the Apostle, shooting off this letter, man, in prison. He's like, Me and Tim, man, we're servants. We're servants of the Most High God. That's what it's all about. I don't know what's going to happen with this prison thing. I sure hope I get to see you guys. I sure hope this happens. But at the end of the day, God's will be done. To be absent from the body, it's going to be all right, man. I'll be present with the Lord. So I'm just thankful, man. And I want you guys to know whatever happens, Philippians, you guys got a special place in my heart. I love you guys. So much. We gotta be servants. Can I get a witness? Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi with the overseers and deacons. Grace to you. This is good. This is, this is good. And, and you know, it's whenever we're doing like a, a, a study of, of a certain book, it's real easy to just rush through the, the greeting or the opening. But I, I think that we need to kind of just kind of loiter uh, this week on this stuff right here because there's a lot of good stuff right here in this greeting. Now check this out. Grace to you and peace from God our Father. Uh, here's another one of these things, man. In a world where peace is, is just so elusive, where, where, where we can have that temporal peace, you know, of, of hanging out with the right people or, or, or getting the right package from eBay or whatever your deal is, whatever the thing is, you know those things don't last; they don't. Wh- whatever it is, but see, as Christians, not, all, not only are we called to be servants, but because we are God's servants, and we're not just His servants; we're His children. You know, we can have peace. And, and so, this is this is pretty much a standard Pauline or Paulistic, or however you want to say it, man. I, I hate when I try and sound pip and happening, but anyways, this is pretty much a standard greeting. You know, he's saying grace and peace to you, okay? Now, that's only for the believer in Christ. You're not going to get it without Him. You're not going to get the lasting peace. And I'm not picking on anybody that hasn't accepted Jesus Christ. I'm saying, man, make that decision. Accept Jesus if you haven't done it. Because all the peace you've ever had has been fleeing. You know it has. It's there for a moment, and then it's gone. As soon as something pops into your mind, or or the newsman says something, or, you know... I'm talking about man God wants us to have the abundant life here and now. He wants us to have live life to the fullest and not be petrified and terrified about the things we know for certain and the things we have no clue what's really going on. God says, "My folks can have peace and you can even have joy even when the doctor says this, even when even when your check didn't come in the mail. You didn't get your Biden bucks or whatever, you know. It it don't matter man. God is in control. We can have peace. Anywho, grace to you and peace. Where's that going to come from? From God our Father. Isn't that awesome? And the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, now, here's the deal. If you want grace and peace, and that's what Paul's saying, I want you guys to be blessed. I want you guys to have grace and peace and you're going to get it because you belong to God. You belong to God because you accepted what Jesus Christ did for you at the cross. It's not about being hip or being cool. You guys know this. But we have access to all these wonderful things not because of anything special you did but because of what Jesus Christ did for us at the cross. And that's why I want to really dig into Philippians with you guys uh, for the remainder of this summer because it is just so good uh, how God encourages us to keep moving forward, man. And we have access to all these wonderful blessings that sometimes as Christians, we just forget about. You know, we can, we can be optimistic and positive and think, I oh, bless God, praise the Lord. I know when I die, I'm going to heaven because Jesus Christ died for my sins and he saved my soul. And we got that. We got a hold of that. And thank you, Jesus, for that. And if, if that's all we had, we still should praise him for all eternity. You know what I mean? But you know what? he wants to take care of us here too he wants us to have peace here because he wants to use us here he doesn't want us to be just miserable or selfish or self-serving you know and it's easy for us to do man i live in this body that's falling apart and i'm all about pleasing this body what this body wants or what my four no more wants you know i get it man that's how we are but christians are called to be something different we're servants of the most high god and he says get your eyes off yourself." Focus on me and get some peace. Grace to you and peace. Grace to you and peace from God, our father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So look at look with me. Let's just jump down to first John three and verse one. How can I what, what is grace? Let's talk about that. Grace is God's favor. Grace is God's favor, uh, his unmerited favor, meaning you don't deserve it. You didn't earn it. We get that. We understand that. But sometimes we're so familiar with that, we forget to be thankful for that. You know what I mean? But look, man, we need to get back to those basics, man, that, that, that I will live forever. Yeah, I'll, my heart will stop beating one day, but I'm on a springboard to eternity where there's fullness of joy, man, and I got nothing to sweat. I got nothing to worry about. Can I get a witness? So anyway, 1 John 3 and verse 1. Seriously, that aren't, aren't you guys excited about that? You know what I mean? Totally excited about that. But God says, I want you to be full of joy right now. When it's rained 15 days straight, man. I want you to have joy, you know when, when when you go when you finally go to to the crazy new hip happening hot dog stand in Milton that everyone's telling you, you got to check out and you think you got a wee bit of food poisoning or something eh, a little something, maybe the alligator wasn't completely cooked and you just had to try it you just oh yeah man, let me get a little bit of that lizard alligator. I'll try some of that Anywho God is still good, you know what I mean If you go to the happening new hot dog outfit in Milton, you got to try the alligator. Just make sure it's cooked fully, whatever. Anyways, see what kind, 1 John 3, verse 1. I can have joy. I can have peace. Look at this, man, and let it get you excited. See what kind of love the Father has given to us? Look at that. See what kind of love the Father has given to us. What are you talking about fathers right now, man? It ain't Father's Day. That was a long time ago. That was a couple weeks ago. See what kind of love the Father has given to us are lavished on us. How come we can't have joy and peace no matter what we're going through? Like Paul is telling his Philippian buddies, hey, I'm in jail, but you know what? Focus on what is good. Focus on what is true. Focus on the fact that Jesus loves you, man, and all is well, you know? See what kind of love the Father has given us that we should be called children of God, and so we are. Dude, that is like mind-blowing when you think about it that the Creator of the universe... I mean, seriously, man. You know it, but just allow yourself to kind of think about it for a second. That the Creator of the universe that holds all this stuff together who allowed you to have life you know who made a way for you to be saved reached down and pulled you out of spiritual muck and mire and said you're mine you're mine think about that man god said i want you sister crystal i want you sister rachel i want you brother mark i'm not going to let you get away you know i'm i've adopted you into the family hand picked to be my son you know what i mean handpicked to be my son or my daughter so when the apostle says this and god instructs us through what the apostle said paul and Timothy, servants of christ jesus when he calls me to be a servant to all the saints in christ jesus because that's what you are we're all saints remember okay we we don't pray to saints okay But here's a new flash. You're all saints. If you've accepted Jesus Christ, you're saints. (laughs) That's how it is, man. Jesus Christ's righteousness was placed on you, man. Okay? And your sin was placed on him. Who are... Okay, whatever. Paul and Tim Not whatever. This is important. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus to all the saints in Christ. Jesus, who are at Philippi with the overseers and deacons, grace to you and peace. So you can have grace. You can have peace no matter what you're going through from God because there it is it's a gift from God just like your salvation now you you got to hold on to it man because satan who's already a defeated foe anyways is going to lie to you he's going to tell you all kinds of rubbish you know but you got to push that junk away through the word of God amen grace to you and peace from God our father and the lord Jesus Christ so when i feel like that pa- that peace just ain't there, man, you know, because maybe things are not going at all the way I think they should be going right now. I'm this age, and this is going on, and my kids, whatever, you know, fill in the blank. Whatever's going on with you. Hey, man, (laughs) I'm saved. I'm I'm God's kid. Let's just look at it that way. I belong to the most high God. There's a whole world of people that have not made that decision. There's a whole world of people that are kicking and screaming, saying, no, I won't buy that, man. You know, but God, but God has reached down and said, you know what? You, you've heard the gospel and you received the gospel and now you come in. You're in my family now. You are my responsibility. Give them some praise and let's go to the next slide. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ. Verse 3. I thank my God in all my mercy. Marim- I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all making my prayer with joy. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Paul's saying, you know what? Mm, Yeah, I'm in prison. But when I think about you guys, my heart smiles. And I hope you guys got people in your world like that. You know that when you think about them, man, you're so thankful that they're in your life. And I'm thankful for each and every one of you guys, and I'm not just saying that, but but I, I mean, I've been thinking about it. We've, we've been in the trenches. Some of us have been in the trenches together for a long time, you know, and we've had our bumps and screws and uh, bumps and scrapes and some disagreements and, and all kinds of crazy stuff. But man, we're in it together. We're Christians, man. We're, we're children of the Most High God, and sometimes the kids don't always get along together. But we got this in common: we're in the same family, and we can always go back to that foundation. You know what I mean? That we belong to the Most High God, and we can do this. You know, we can, we can. Whatever God's got in store for us, man, we can do this. We can make it happen. I'm talking to Victory Life Church. I'm talking to Christians. I'm talking to all of us, man. Yeah, I belong to God, and I can do all things through Him. So I thank my God. In all my remembrance of you, Paul, oh, on house arrest, he's saying, when I think about you guys, I get I get a little spring in my step, man. Uh, my my uh, shackles begin to shake, man. I, I get a little happy. Thinking about you, cats, man. I'm thankful for you guys. Philippian Church, we had some good times, man. You know, you were my first church that I, I set up in Greece, man. You know, you guys are special to me. Boy, we went through some stuff. That Philippian Jeller, oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, hey. Remember, never mind. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. Always in every prayer of mine. Paul says, when I think about you, I'm thankful. When I'm praying for you, I get joy. And see, see what he's doing here is that we can have joy and peace. Just got to get our eyes off of ourselves sometimes. I'm not saying we neglect the situation we're in. We just say when it's bigger than me, well, let me just give it to God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills, you know, who says when I need wisdom, ask him and he'll give it to me. and He's not going to get mad at me. You know, and I can have peace just like David in the Psalms, man. He, he's going through some some crazy stuff and he's he's so, you know, artistic poetry warrior, dude, you know. But, you know, it's, it's beautiful. Like he'll start off just kind of griping and complaining. I mean, just unburdening his heart. Like, God, what's going on, man? But as he gives it to God, gets his eyes off of his self, gives it to God. Man, he's he's optimistic. He's got peace. He's got joy. And he's still writing this stuff while he's hiding out in a cave because some guy wants to kill him. You know what I mean? A whole army is out to get him, but he can still give God glory because, hey, I belong to the Most High God. All is well. Tell the truth. Shame the devil, right? I thank my God in all my remembrances of you. And we need to be thankful, folks. That's a no-brainer. But... Uh, well let me just uh, read first thessalonians first Thessalonians 5 and verse 18 those of us that say you know what I, I want God's will for my life I, I, I want to do that you know I'm a servant of the Lord this is one of the things you can jump on right away because you don't have to ask me you don't have to call the prayer line of some famous preacher this right here in the word of God he says this is this is my will for you It's right here. You can start right here. Give thanks in all circumstances. What? What? You don't have to be thankful that, you know, somebody ran over your foot. But hey, thank goodness I'm alive. There's always something you can be thankful for. Like I said, man, um, go through the Psalms. Psalm 106, verse 1. Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord. Get my eyes off of myself for a bit. Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord. And sometimes we do, we, we certainly have to bring forth that sacrifice of praise. I'm not feeling it. Nothing's going well. You know what I mean? But praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. For He is good. His love endures forever. That faithfulness should mean something to us. You know what I mean? So give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So here you go. Because of Jesus Christ, you have access to all things pertaining to life and godliness. Isn't that good that, that we've been adopted and it's not just something we say, bless God, I'm a child of the Most High God. You know? We are His kids, man. We've been adopted. And therefore, we're His responsibility. You know? So yeah, He's going to bring forth correction. He's going to teach us. But He's also going to provide and protect us. You know what I mean? Thank you, Lord. Give Him some praise. We've got a reason to be thankful. So this is just Paul's kind of standard greeting, but I believe his heart's all wrapped up in this stuff. And I know that all things in the Word of God is there for my instruction, so I need to be thankful, man. I need to be thankful for those around me, even the even the ones that are a little bit different than me. You know what I mean? There's always a reason to be thankful. Can I get a witness? Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Now look at 1 Peter 1. I can have joy. Just like, so if I look at Philippians one and verse four, always in every prayer of mine, I like that Paul's praying. I like that Paul's praying for other people. Dude's in prison; he doesn't know what tomorrow holds for him. You know what I mean? And he's praying for these guys. And he's got he's 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 got encouragement that he's about to unload on these other people, man. Getting his eyes off of himself, but he's praying. Don't stop praying first Peter 1 and verse 8 this is a reason right here folks why you can be excited why you can be thankful why you can have joy overflowing in your heart do you really believe that Paul yeah actually I do actually I do because I, I you know I get down in the dumps like anybody else man I get my plate so full with stuff feel like I can't do anything right you know I got all this going on just like anybody else you guys are looking at me like no nah, I don't really feel that way no but ditto on you yeah I got you there I got what you're saying there no but dude I'm telling you God gives us some amazing truths that he wants us to hold on to so we can keep doing the thing so I can still even though I'm on house arrest in Rome I can still be feeding and nurturing and ministering to these other Christian folks man that are worried to death about me hey it's cool man it's cool. God is good. And think about this, Paul being so selfless sending out these letters to to this the Philippian church who 2000 years later, man, we're reading. We're getting encouragement. We're getting guidance from it, man. You know, if if you want to make your mark on this world, man, do something for Jesus, do something for somebody else. That's what eternal uh, eternal uh returns right there. Can I get a witness? All right. So first Peter one and verse eight, though you have not seen him, though we don't see him, like all the other folks of that age, they had a statue that they'd, that they light some candles to, that they'd say some prayers to, that he might even kill their baby in front of or something like that. Though you have not seen him, talking about our God, though you have not seen him, you love him though you do not see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy. There's that joy and rejoice with joy. How about that? Not just joy, but rejoice with joy. Yeah, because I serve the invisible God that no, I have not seen him, but I have felt his presence. I have had my life changed, man. And and not that I've Gotten all the way there, man. I mean, I'm saved. I'm as saved as you can be, man, because I accepted that precious gift. But God's still working on me as far as maturing me and growing me up, man. Same with all you cats. You know what I mean? Ain't none of us perfect like that. But man, I know that there's been a change in me. I know what I used to be. I know how selfish Paul can be, man. I'm telling you, this God is the one true God. And I'm living, walking proof of it, man. The last thing I ever ever wanted to do in my life was stand up here and tell people about Jesus. Not that I didn't believe, but I knew a lot of other people could do it better than me. But I don't even really know why I said that, but there you go. (laughs) Um, Though you have not seen Him, you love Him. Though you do not see Him, you believe in Him. Why do you believe in Him if you haven't seen Him? Is it because you're stupid? Is it because you just believe because your grandma told you? Did you have to leave your intellect at the door? Or did or did something happen? man? Did something happen? Okay. You believe in Him and rejoice with joy. That is inexpressible. Dude, what about that? So, I can be in a natural situation that does not look good. You know, does not seem like I'm going to get the outcome I want any way I look at this. You know, but I can have joy that is inexpressible, joy that is just overflowing in me if I can just get my eyes off of that situation a little bit and say, God, I'm your kid. You know, you're my dad. And I'm your responsibility. So this is out of my hands. I've done all I can do. You know, hey, he's going to be there for you. You can, and I'm telling you, we can have joy, real joy. Joy that the people around you won't get. They won't understand it, especially the unbeliever. Like, What's going on with you, dude? Didn't a tornado take your house down too? Yeah, yeah, he did, but my cat wasn't in it. <laughs> you believe in Him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. Verse 9, obtaining the outcome of your faith. Because yeah, you don't see them, but you feel them. And so there is a faith thing. We know that. This Christian thing is a faith thing, a trusting in something you haven't seen. But you know what? Here's the thing. This is what's going to happen. I put my faith in God. I put my faith in the promises of Jesus Christ. This is cool. And obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So think about that, beloved. Think about that, my friends. You know, Paul's in prison. He's not where he wants to be. But at the end of the day, and that verse comes from Peter, by the way, but at the end of the day, guys, we're saved folks, man. We are saved. We'll never know what hell feels like. This is as bad as you'll ever have it. The worst day you ever have here is as bad as you will ever have it. And I know you have some crummy days, some bad days, that phone will ring, or we'll get some bad news. and You know, things happen here. You know, but man, there's some amazing stuff waiting for us. But not only that, God says, I want you to have joy now. And one of the ways you're going to have joy now is to focus on me. And why don't you just reach out there, reach out there and give some encouragement to somebody else? Give some encouragement to somebody else. Amen? Psalm 16 and verse 11. (laughs) This is cool. You make known to me the path of life. Hey, that'll give me joy right there. Uh, God, you give meaning to this whole thing. Because you've been around long enough to realize the people that have everything, it don't last. It's going to rust. It's going to fade. Something newer, bigger, better is going to come out. You know, you're not taking it with you. You might leave some cool stuff for your kids to fight over. I don't know. But what I'm trying to say, man, is God gives us, God gives us direction. He makes sense of the whole thing. You know what I mean? I got something for you to do. I want your life to mean something because you're my baby. It's not just about killing time till quitting time. It's not about working for the weekend. Everybody, everybody's working for the... You make, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. Is that true? In your presence there is fullness of joy rejoicefully joyful joy in his presence all day long man you know that's the thing is we, we we will we will when things ain't going the way we dig it sometimes we'll we'll take a few steps back man from where we really need to be i know sometimes you just don't want to be around the the church folks you know i get it you know but hey we all love each other right One thing's for certainly true, man, we can't push ourselves away from the Lord. You know, when I push myself away from the Lord, God's honest truth is when I'm being naughty, when I'm being bad. I don't want to read that. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to know. I don't want to feel that conviction. You know, when I I know and I don't mean like naughty, naughty, but I do mean naughty, naughty too. I'm just saying sometimes when I know I'm not doing right, uh, the last thing I want to do is have the Bible correct me. You know, so I'm going to take a few steps back. We can't do that, man. You know what I mean? You make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. You want peace? You want joy? Run into his arms, man. Dig it? At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. This is a true statement. I'm talking about you can have joy, you can have peace, no matter what you're going through. All right, let's go to the last slide. Oh, my papers are sticking together. You guys can just go. Last verse. So Paul, man, in this greeting, Paul's saying, you know, I'm thankful for you guys. I'm certainly committed to you guys. You know, I'm reaching out to you when I'm going through this mess. I love you guys. I'm thankful to you guys. I get joy in my heart. When I think about you, I'm committed to you. And you guys are certainly committed to me. You guys have been there for me, man. You were my partners in this. You've been right there with me. You've sent me money. You're concerned about the ministry. And he says, not only that, man, God is committed to you guys. So so church folks, we can step out on that limb a little bit and be an encouragement to somebody else. You're not going to lose out. You know, remember, God is faithful to you. And one, one thing God wants us to do is to reach out to our brothers and sisters in Christ and give them encouragement. And he wants us to reach out to a lost and dying world. Even when they're getting increasingly more, yeah, it, the, the world's, you know, it, it ain't heading in the right direction. But that doesn't mean you get to take the day off till the Lord calls you home. You know what I mean? we got something to do. That's why we're here. Can I get a witness? Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at that day of Jesus Christ. Oh, my goodness gracious. How about that for wrapping up the greeting? You know what I mean? Love you guys all as well. And you belong to God. And that God that sent his son to die on a cross so you can live forever, you know, because your sins are now forgiven, he's not going to give up on you. He's not going to let you go. Don't think just because I'm in chains over here that God has given up on me. No, God's using this. God will use your hard times to further his kingdom, man. That's why we got to get our eyes off of ourselves. Amen. Amen. Yes. Well, baby, can you wait one minute? Would that be cool? All right, I love you, baby. And I am sure of this, that he he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to drop you off. He's not going to get tired of you. He's faithful even when you're faithless, man. Just think about the prodigal daddy, you know, The prodigal son running off to do his thing. Man, that dad was waiting there for him. Waiting for him. Didn't give up on him. He knew that boy had to learn some lessons and here we are, right? We got to learn some lessons. But God, don't give up on us. Let's wrap things up. Romans 8, verse 31 and 32. Talking about God's faithfulness. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Now, think about that real fast, okay? Man, I had a good day in a long time. Well, stop thinking about that. Focus on God and His goodness, and you can have joy no matter what. Well, you don't understand, man. I don't feel good. I, man, I, I do understand that sometimes we hurt in all types of different areas. And I'm not saying that that's not worth something. I'm just saying we, when we keep our focus on God, man, we can have joy no matter what we're going through. Honestly, man, I wouldn't lie to you. It's the truth. Amen? Amen. So let's let's focus on this little, profound, explosive, dynamite truth right here. What then should we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare His own Son, talking about God, who didn't spare His Son, who did all that for us, and is so faithful for us, Certainly, Philippian church, don't be discouraged thinking just because I'm in chains over here, that guy's going to give up on you because that's not going to happen. He is faithful. Matter of fact, it doesn't matter who comes against you. Your big brother is Jesus Christ. Your daddy owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He's the Lord of hosts and he loves you with undying love. So what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us all, how will He not also with Him, because everything we have access to is through Jesus Christ. We understand that. Without Him, we'd be in a big mess, because our sins have separated us from our God. But thank You, Lord, for Your Son, Jesus Christ. He who did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us all, how will He not also with Him, with Jesus Christ, graciously give us all things? So, man, that kind of puts things in perspective just a little bit, don't it? You know, that I can have joy in my heart and I can be thankful even when nothing really seems to be going my way because if God is for me, who in the world can be against me? You know what I mean? God, who did not spare His Son, says He's going to take care of me. That will allow me to, you know what, reach out on a limb and encourage somebody else saying, yeah, you're in a mess, I'm in a mess, but guess what? God is faithful. And he brought us through all these other messes. He ain't going to leave us now. God is good, right? Thank you, Jesus, for blessing these folks, Lord. Let us.